You are now listening to the Rose of Sharon Church podcast. It is our prayer that God challenges your heart during this week's message. If you would like to let us know what God is doing in your life, please email us at rostnshare at gmail.com. We're glad you're here. Welcome home to Rose of Sharon Church. Uh, on the first of every single month, we always get together and we have church on, the, that, um, on that Sunday evening because it is, I, I, I love those moments where we can just be able to come and worship, uh, partake in the Lord's Supper, and be able to just remember all that Christ has done. And when we remember what Christ has done, we remember what, co- what Christ is capable of doing in our lives. And it gives us hope for tomorrow. So, amen, just make plans to be here tonight and then be back here Wednesday night. We're going to have a great time in the presence of the Lord. Take your Bibles out to Jeremiah chapter 17. Jeremiah chapter 17, beginning in verse 7. When you have it, say amen. amen. We're going to honor the Lord as we stand this morning for the reading of the word. Blessed, look at your neighbor and say, blessed. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. Praise God. Listen to verse 8 now. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought. Why? Because nor will it be ceasing from yielding fruit. Let me say that again. And will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit this morning. This morning, God wants you to be able to declare, blessed I am. This morning, I want you to know something, that you are destined to be blessed in 2018. Father God, in the name of Jesus, dear God, Lord, we thank you so very much, Lord, that today that you have met us here, today you have spoken into our lives. Today, dear God, Lord, we have felt your presence, Lord, and we honor that. And we now say, dear Father, let the word of God find its place in our hearts today, that we open up the doors of our heart, that we open up the doors of our understanding, of our hearing, Lord, That we may hear the word. That we may, dear Father, now grasp the word and apply the word, I pray in the name of Jesus, so that we may be changed. Dear God, Lord, be with us, bless us, and we will give you honor for it in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen Amen and amen. Before you see to turn around and go, woo, bless. That's what I am. Jeremiah 17. This morning, I want to declare to you that your 2018 forecast is plain. Plain as day. My daughter's getting ready to go back to college. I've been looking at weather reports because they're talking about getting snow today up there. A couple inches, four or five inches up in the Ozarks. That makes me nervous. Then I called somebody else, and somebody else says, well, I thought it was Monday. Called somebody else, yo, and I thought that was just going to be Saturday. Called somebody else, I don't know, I haven't been watching. 
Called somebody else says, Tim, you lived up here. You know better than to ask that. They don't even know. <laughs> so forecasts can be very difficult to be able to sometimes be able to, to forecast out and be able to, to actually be accurate. I remember the story of there was a farmer that was told that Dave Brown got up on Channel 5 Glad you do. Hallelujah. Uh, and we uh, <laughs> turned red all of a sudden when I said But, uh, you know, whenever, whenever I think that it was that he had said that it wasn't going to be a frost or something like that, and it turned out, and it did exactly the opposite of what he said. And the farmer went up and waited for Dave Brown to get out of Channel 5. And he walked up to Dave Brown and didn't say a word and just kapow and hit him in the nose turned around and walked off why because Dave Brown was not accurate at what he had predicted brother and sister can I just be able to share something with you we have a forecast in 2018 as a child of God that is very plain, that is very stable, that is very true, and that is this, brother and sister, we are destined for a blessing in 2018. Period. End of story. I have no idea this morning what obstacles that you may contend with this year. I do not know the events that may occur in your life or in your family. I do not know the issues that may arise that you will have to face in 2018. But this one fact that I do know is this. When I walk with Jesus, He will be with me when I face every obstacle, when I face every event, when I face every issue, and that arises in my life, and brother and sister in the middle of it, I know this, I can be blessed this morning. Jeremiah 17 and verse 17, or verse 7, Jeremiah declares that the man that trusts the Lord and places his hope in the Lord will be blessed. If you trust the Lord, you will be blessed. If you place your hope in the Lord, you will be blessed. Now sometimes that's a little bit more difficult than what we want to, than what you just say in the words that allow. But whenever you put your trust in the Lord, and you put your hope in the Lord, Jeremiah 17 in verse 7 says this, you will be blessed. The word blessed is translated from the Hebrew word Barak. Barak has a double meaning. This double meaning is determined by the word that it's referring to. So when Barak is referred to God, then the meaning of the word is to kneel in adoration to God. But when Barak refers to man, the meaning of the word changes. It still deals with adoration to God, but it's dealing with a God giving adoration to God because of a God given benefit. 
Oh, Lord, Hammer, some of y'all missed that this morning. Let me say that again. Whenever you are referring, the word Barak is used referring to God. It means to kneel as in adoration. But whenever the word Barak refers to a man, it, the changing or the meaning changes in that it means a God-given benefit to. Now, brother and sister, understand what this word, and now as we begin to apply Barak or blessed, what is he saying? Blessed is the what? The man. Woo, Lord have mercy. Brother and sister, understand something. This morning, there is a divine benefit to the man or the woman who trusts God and puts his hope in the Lord. Lord have mercy. There is a God-given benefit that no matter what your issue, no matter what your struggle, no matter what your obstacle, no matter what's going on in your life, brother and sister, when you put your trust and you put your hope in the Lord, understand this, that God has the ability to reach down into your mess and cause you to be blessed. More monitor, please, Sister Lisa. Please, more monitor. Brother and sister, this morning, no matter what's going on, there is a divine benefit that you can be able to have. He who trusts in the Lord, he who places his hope in the Lord, you can have divine benefits. No matter that what it is. What is this divine benefit? It's found in Jeremiah 17 and verse 8. When you trust the Lord, when you place your hope in the Lord, you will be provided a powerful, life-affirming, life-changing benefit. You will be planted next to waters that will allow you to grow into a mighty tree of righteousness. You will be placed by a source that will not diminish in times of heat. In times of drought. So you don't have to live in anxiety. You don't have to live in all kinds of displacement. All kinds of issues of depression. Or anything else. Why? Because brother and sister. You are placed in a place. Where your source is intact. You will prosper. You will continue to grow. Even in the midst of drought. My God, is anybody hearing me this morning? I was listening. I was reading this on Friday. I about wanted to come up out of the chair. I wanted to go do Jericho march around this place. Four or five times. I thought, dear God, in the midst of your issue, in the midst of where you are at, can I just share some of you? Anxiety? Depression? Yes, it may be things that people go through. But can I share some with you? As a child of God, you don't have to go through those things. Listen to what he says. You can have anxiety that even to a point that you don't have to be anxious when the time of heat and drought comes. Why don't I have to be anxious? Why? Because the Lord is my source. My Lord have mercy. I can be able to be in a position where that God says this. That 
even when the heat and the drought comes and everything around you is turning brown, everything around you is dying, everything around you is in a place where it cannot produce anything, God says this, I will put you in a place that your source will be so concrete, so put in place that your source will not change no matter what may come up against you. My Lord, I wish I had enough strength this morning. I'd shout and buck, throw my shoes and run this morning. Because <coughs> this morning, understand something. Your situation and your obstacle and your environment that you are in and your set of needs that you are in does not have to replace the source that you can draw from. The source of knowing that He is with you. The source of knowing that no matter you go through, I can be secure. I don't have to run. I don't have to hide. I can be secure in my understanding that the Lord is with me. Let me tell you something. Understand something. I, I realize this. My Lord, y'all are going to make this difficult for me this morning. Lord have mercy. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, say amen every once in a while. Sweet Jesus. Woo, the Lord. <coughs> I'm going to have to have half time and go sit down. Somebody's going to prop my feet up, Lord, in a minute. Just understand this this morning. No matter what you're going through, no matter your circumstance and your situation, you are in a position that that environment that you're in does not have to dictate to you your attitude. It does not have to dictate to you just exactly the way that you're going to respond to the circumstance that you're in. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Can I just be able to share with you? I, I can't tell you how many times and that I have been in places or I've talked to people and I have watched them cuss a blue streak and then they ask you, well, now what do you do? Oh, I'm a pastor. Well, my goodness, I, you know, I go down to the church. I won't say what church they normally say. But I, was, I go down to this church, and I tell you, I just love the Lord. Yeah, I can tell you love the Lord. It's amazing what pressure can be able to allow and allow people, or, or that pressure of the circumstance can, can allow you to be able to react to certain things. But as a child of God, I just want to share with you this morning. That pressure of the circumstance does not have to dictate to you how you're going to react to things. Oh, Lord, have mercy. The other day I came in. Came in to my mom and dad's when I came in. Walked in. <coughs> excuse me. Sit down and I heard, as we were talking, I heard a... I thought, and I heard something a little bit louder. And it's like, I said, is something burning? Is something boiling? Is something? And she was like, oh, the soup. And what had happened is the soup that was on the eye started being able to boil and build up pressure inside the covered pot. And as the pressure began to build, all of a sudden that top started, started making a little bit of noise. 
It was saying to everybody there, somebody better pull this top off of me and relieve a little bit of this pressure. If not... Now, brother and sister, understand something this morning. Because you are in a position where there may be pressure in your life does not mean that you have to constantly in a position all the time have to give in to that pressure. <laughs> Woo, Jesus. You don't have to be the guy that goes... And everybody around you is going, Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Because you know what, brother and sister? They have these little things now that they allow these little holes that you'll see in those lids now that as pressure begins to rise, it gives an escape port. Why? So that as the pressure builds, it gives somewhere for the pressure to go to. Can I just hear this, brother and sister? Understand this. Just because the pressure is mounting in your life does not mean that you have to explode. But brother and sister, you have an escape in the Lord Jesus Christ. He wants to be your source this morning. He wants to be your source. So that whenever stuff arises, anxiousness does not have to drive me to a point of withdrawing. Depression does not have to drive me to a point that I invert myself to a point where I can't even be found in myself. Why? Because I am planted in the Lord. And as the pressure of the circumstance comes... I find strength in the Lord. I find hope in the Lord. I find my ability in the Lord. I can deal with the pressure. Why? Because my roots are in a river that is flowing and providing me my source of strength. So while everybody else around me in the situation is shriveling up, yet I'm producing fruit that anybody can be able to see. My Lord. Can I share this with you, brother and sister? I don't know what's coming up in your life this coming year, but one thing I do know, that brother and sister, when the pressure is applied to your life, do you know the very moments that you are your great, that you have the greatest impact in the people around you when they can really see what God is doing in your life? That's not when things are going well. It's when things are going crazy. Why? Because it's a contrast. The situation is dark. But there's light coming from somewhere. Have you ever been in a situation where there, <coughs> when you travel from one part of the country that's under a drought alert and you come to another part of the country that, that there is no drought alert and there's water everywhere? One part of the country is very green. The other part is brown. Why is it? Because the source of that vitality is not there. And then, sister, this morning, realize this. No matter your circumstance, there is a source that the Lord wants to be in 2018. That He wants to be there in the midst of whatever you're going through that you can be able to draw from it. And because I am living, I am existing in Almighty God... I am blessed because of the benefits that He is pouring into me even in the midst of circumstances. 
I cannot control the circumstance, but I can plug into the Lord and allow the Lord to be able to bless me as I put my trust and my hope in Him. Brother and sister, understand this. I hate to say this, and I've already made mention of it, but I hate to say it this morning, but according to Jeremiah 17 and verse 8, there will be seasons of heat. There will be seasons of drought. There will be circumstances that will arise in your life. There will be moments of testing in your life. There will be times whenever you have to deal with things that you don't want to have to deal with. But brother and sister, even as this verse states to us, He is someone that can sustain us. Look at Psalms verse 18, or chapter 18. Psalm 18, look at verse 46. Listen to what the word states. The Lord lives. Blessed be the rock. Blessed be the rock. Let the God of my salvation Let him be exalted. It is God who avenges me. And he subdues the people under me. He delivers me from my enemies. He will also lift me up above those who rise against me. You have delivered me from the violent man. Therefore, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the Gentiles and sing praises to your name. My Lord, have mercy. Understand this. He states this. You will have issues. You will have problems. But he states this. I will be the one that will rise up to meet every situation. I will be the God of your salvation. I will be the God that strengthens you. I will be the God that you can be able to trust. I will be the God that will hold you up whenever you can't hold yourself up. I will be the God that will avenge you even when people come against you. I will be the one. Listen to what he states continuing in Psalms 28. Listen to this, Psalms 28, verse 6. If you want to flip over, I'll wait for you for just a second. Lord, have mercy. Look over at your neighbor, just, just gently just poke them in the side and just go, Woo! Are you getting this? Are you getting this this morning? Hallelujah. Look at Psalm 28, look at verse 6. Listen to what it says. Blessed be the Lord, because He has heard the voice of my supplication. Mm. Now catch on what, he's, what he continues to say. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in Him, and I am helped. Therefore my heart greatly rejoices, and with my song I will praise Him. The Lord is their strength, and He is the saving refuge of His anointed. Save your people, and bless your inheritance. Shepherd them also, and bear them up forever. Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Listen to what He says in verse 6. Blessed be the Lord, because He's heard... The voice of my supplication. You know what supplication means? Supplication is defined as this. Earnest prayer. Earnest prayer. 
notice what the Lord, what he, what David says about the Lord. Lord, blessed are you. Why? Because you heard the voice of my earnest prayers. And not only did you hear the voice of my earnest prayers, but Lord, you are my strength and you are my shield and my heart trusted in you and I was helped. My Lord, have mercy. Sweet Lord. Brother and sister, understand something this morning. Once again, we are in a position where we give adoration to the Lord. Why? Because of this. He hears our earnest prayers. So as I cry out to the Lord in my season of heat, in my season of drought, in my season where stuff is happening, brother and sister, it's in the Lord that He says, I hear your earnest prayer and because you have trusted in me, I will be your source, I will be your help, and I will come to you. Brother and sister, let me just share this with you. There is a power in prayer. You say, Pastor Tim, how in the world do I am I able to connect to the source of an unchanging God in difficult situations? How can I be able to plug myself in to the very, to the very source that God has for me? Whenever I am in a season of heat and drought in my life, it's found right there. In your earnest supplication. Let me just share this with you. Prayer works. As we get ready to go into the week of prayer, understand something. It does not need to be just a week of prayer. It needs to be a lifestyle of prayer. If you are not a prayer, this is a good time to start praying. And it is a good time not just to start it, but to continue it. Why? Because you are only as strong as your prayer life is. Prayer works. Prayer has a way of being able to connect me to the source that is able to sustain me when drought comes. How in the world am I able to trust somebody? I'm able to trust somebody. Why? Because I know them. Somebody the other day was calling for me and they was wanting clarification of who I was. And they said, sir, could you give me your, your social security number? I said, no. I hung up. Now why? I didn't know them. I ain't going to give them information like that. Heck to the no. They don't need to know that about me. And brother and sister, understand something. It's not me, that, it's not them that needed my verification. I needed to verify who they were. I ain't going to give you my number. Heck, no. Brother and sister, understand something. How do you know and how are you able to be in a position where that you can trust somebody? You get to know them. How do you get to know the Lord? Through prayer. Listen. Listen to this. I want to share. Turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 7. I'm going to take the next five minutes. And I want to just share something with you. That can honestly change the way that you pray. And if it changes the way that you pray. Brother and sister. It can change your life. I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 7. I want to take these next few moments. 
And I just want to share this with you. I believe, brother and sister, that it is honestly, it is, it is a powerful scripture that a lot of times that we get so messed up. We get so kind of crooked in, in some of the ways that we look at this. But Matthew chapter 7, look at verse 7. When you find it, say amen. Okay? Because I want you to see it in your Bible. I want you to make sure that you know it is actually in the Bible. So you can mark it. So you can understand it. Write a note. Look at verse 7. Ask and it will be given you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. And he who seeks finds. And him who knocks, it will be opened. Brother, let me just stop for just, for just a second there. Understand this. Even as Psalm 28 talks about, verse 6 talks about the supplication that the Lord has heard. The voice of my supplication. Earnest prayer. Brother and sister, what really, what the Lord is talking about, Jesus is talking about in Matthew chapter 7, is really the intensity of supplication. The earnestness of prayer. Can I share something with you? There are different types of prayer time. Okay, this is very simple because there's other things that we could talk about. But when you're talking about intensity of prayer, the Lord kind of gives us a stair step kind of deal. He says this, ask, seek, and knock. There are times in your life when you come before the Lord and you just ask God, Lord Jesus, I just need. This is what's going on in Jesus. I just, I need you. And there are times that the Lord shows up and you're like going, whoo, thank you, Jesus. There's other times that you ask and you're like, hello? And you're like going, hello? Hello? And all of a sudden, you start these seasons of prayer that you just have to start seeking Him. You start having to, God, I don't know where you're at, but hello? Hello? I'm going to get my word. I'm going to seek you. I'm going to seek you. Because those that ask, they will receive. And sometimes when I find myself in a season of seeking, I want you to realize something. It may not be as easy in asking and receiving, but if you're seeking, what does he still say that you're going to find? That you will what? Find him. What you are looking for, you will find it. There are questions that I've asked God about certain things that I'm still seeking him for. Because I haven't found the answer. There's been some things that the Lord has, that I've asked the Lord and it took a long time, but finally the Lord said, this is what I was trying to show you. You were just not mature enough to be able to receive it yet. And I said, thank you, Jesus. But guess what? I had to keep seeking. I had to keep seeking. Because he says this, if you ask, you will receive. If you seek, you will find. But there are some times that you are seeking and seeking and seeking. And you look in your word and you say, Whoo, this is where it's at. And it's just like a detective that goes and says, this is the address of where you need to go. And you go to that address. And you go to their door. And you go.
Now, can I just share something with you? There is this kind of knock of, hello, hello. You want to get to a position where that you want to maintain at least a little bit of dignity. Then there's the family, you know, knock. That you know that your family member is in there and they're just not answering the door. And you're like, hey! Brother and sister, can I just share something to you? There's been a lot of times that I have sat down and I've, I've come to the Lord and I've asked and there's times that I've seeked and there's times that I've come to the Lord and I have beat on heaven's door and I've said, God, where in the world are you? I know he's in there. I know he's there. But I haven't necessarily got to where I'm at. Can I just share some with you, brother and sister? Understand this. Understand this. Your source is there. In those seasons where I've been knocking, the source of my strength is still there. I haven't sometimes in those moments where I've been knocking and I've been asking God about things that the source that it's hard for me to understand it but yet when I get distance I can say yes the Lord was right there. He was strengthening me. He was keeping me but I just didn't recognize it while I was sitting there beating on heaven's door wondering what in the world is going on. But brother and sister let me share with you you may have to increase your intensity of prayer. You may have to come to a place and it's not just enough for me to ask. I'm going to have to seek after God. I'm going to have to find the principles that God has put in store in my life. I've got to learn how to pray it. But sometimes I'm going to have to go farther than just seeking. I've got to get out and I've got to walk to some place. And I've got to put it in place. And I've got to walk it out in my own life. And to a place that I get there and I begin to beat on heaven's door. But he says this, if you ask, you will receive. If you seek, you will find. And if you knock, it will be open to you. See, Pastor Tim, I've been asking the Lord to do this. Stop asking. Start seeking. Pastor Tim, how do I seek? Start learning to pray. Seek out godly principles. Begin to seek it out. Begin to pray it out. Because understand this. Listen to what he continues in Matthew chapter 7. Listen to what he continues here whenever he states. Here in verse 9. Or what man is there among you. Who if his son asks for bread. Will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish. Will he not give him a serpent? If you then being evil. Know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask Him? He states this. You want to call on the Lord? He will answer you. You seek after Him, He will find you. If you have to knock, He will open the door. Why? Because the God that is behind the door, that you're seeking after, that you're asking, He loves you and He wants to give you good things this morning. (laughs) 
say, Pastor Tim, but why haven't I gotten these things? Why haven't I received these things? Uh, brother and sister, I'm here to tell you something. There's times and seasons in everything. Take a look. Look over here in Luke chapter 18, I believe. Luke chapter 18. Let me make sure I think it's Luke chapter 18. <coughs> there are time and seasons for everything. There's a reason why sometimes we have to seek longer than we want to. Sometimes we have to knock harder than what we want to. In Luke chapter 18, there is a story. And I'll let you read. I believe it's in verses 1, beginning of 1, up somewhere down verse 7, 8, somewhere out in there. There's a passage of scripture that begins that he begins to talk to us about. Jesus begins to give a parable. A parable about a, I believe it was a widow woman. That was in a position that came to a, to a judge of a city. And began to ask of this judge, will you avenge me? Will you avenge me? But the judge kept saying, no, no, no. Kept putting her off, kept putting her off. But he come to a position, and I believe it's in verse 6. I believe it's in verse 6 that he states, uh, Hear what the unjust uh, judge says. And shall God not avenge his own elect, who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? What does that mean? But it's just just assuredly, as the judge heard the woman that kept bringing the petition to him over and over, there are times in your life that you are going to have to seek the Lord. But in the midst of seeking the Lord, brother and sister, even as the judge said, yes, the Lord will do the same in us. Why? Can I tell you something? I come to the conclusion a long time ago. How many of you have ever, as a little kid, played Hot Wheel cars? And I know, I know I'm dating myself. I know I'm dating more than just the beard that's that's dating me today. Because we don't play Hot you know Hot Wheels. What we do is we get on Mario Kart or get on the app on a phone or iPad and play racing games. We'll come to a position and we'll say this thing: I want this car. Now. You may look at your child and go, you can want all you want. You're seven years old. You ain't getting that thing. Now, why is that? They may be asking for something. But are they really in a position to be able to handle what in the world that you're asking, what they're asking for? Uh, no. At seven years old, I was scared of my daughters even riding on the road with a bicycle. Because I knew how, how, like, ooh, dog. Yeah, right into oncoming traffic. No, it's just, yeah. it's just the same thing in our lives. That many times there are times and seasons that go on in our lives where God is setting things up to be able to maximize the impact of what we have been praying for. Whenever there are times that He is wanting sometimes to be able to put in us the ability to be able to manage and to be able to rightfully administer what we are praying for. And so what is happening as we are seeking, as we are praying, as we are asking, the Lord is saying, yes, I will give. Yes, I will give. But I am allowing you to be able to be putting yourself in the best place so that whenever I finally give what you are looking for, you are in a position to be the most blessed that you can be. Now, does that make us happy in the moment? No. 
I have been adamant sometimes with the Lord. Very mad at the Lord. And I've even said, Lord, I know you're going to give this to me eventually, but my God, this is the moment that I need it now more than any other. And then later on down the line, whenever the Lord has finally been able to bless with what I've been asked for, then he says, you weren't ready then. You're ready now. Let us just understand something. The one thing that we need to understand is this. The source that allows us to continue to grow, it is available to us. When we learn how to be able to voice our supplication to the Lord, and allow Him to be able to work through us as we get to know Him in our prayer time. And as we begin to trust Him, all of a sudden we begin to tap into the resources of heaven that allows me to be able to not be anxious when heat comes. To not be live in depression, not live in a mental cage whenever things begin to come against me. Why? Because I know and my God is a God that hears and answers prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you so very much this morning for your presence and for the word. Lord, I know, Lord, that I've spoken a little bit longer than what I was planning on. But, dear God, I pray right now, Lord Jesus, that I know that you have been speaking to lives. I know, dear God, Lord, that you have been speaking and confirming and working in individuals' lives this morning. Dear God, Lord, there are some individuals, Lord, that's in this building, Lord, that they've been praying, they've been asking, they've been talking to you. Dear God, Lord, they began to live in anxiety. They began to live in depression. They began to live, dear God, because of the situation that has been so pressuring them. But dear God, Lord, today, Father, allow them to be able to tap in to the resources of heaven that allow us, dear God, to receive strength from you, power for you, and the answer to our very prayers from you. I pray in the name of Jesus. You are our help according to Psalm 28. You are our help. You are our strength. You are our shield. Lord Jesus, let us trust you in the middle of it, I pray. I give you honor. I'll give you praise. In the mighty name of Jesus. Okay, this morning you're here, every head bowed, every eye closed for just a moment. You say, Pastor Tim, I do not know Jesus as my personal Savior. But if you're here and you say, Pastor Tim, I, I know this much. I have felt the presence of the Lord. My friends, if I could just take a moment, I want you to know there's somebody that loves you beyond the very definition of love. His name is Jesus. He came and died on a cross for you. Why? Because he recognized that the sin and the hole that you're in, that you can only get out of it by divine help that comes from a sacrifice. And he loved you so that he paid that sacrifice for you. Mother, sister, can I be able to just share this with you? Jesus loves you. loves you, he loves you, he loves you. If you're here under the sound of my voice, if I tell him, I do not know Jesus, but I feel his presence, 
And I want to be able to ask the Lord to forgive me of my sins and ask Him to help me in my situation. If that's you, I want you to just lift your hand up across this building. I do not know Jesus, but I want to know Him. I do not know Jesus, but I want to know Him. If you're one here this morning, I want to pray with you this morning. Let me ask you this this morning. You say, Pastor Tim, I am in a circumstance and I am in a situation and I need the Lord. I need the strength. I need the resources of the Lord to just lift me up and to strengthen me this morning. If that's you here this morning, I want you to know that the Lord loves you. He wants to encourage you. If that's you here this morning, I want you to just lift up a hand across this building. Thank you, thank you, thank you all over this building. Different one. Just want to ask you to do this morning. If that's you this morning, I want you to just step out of your seat. I want you to just come. We're going to make a straight line right across here. I want to pray with you very, very quickly, very simply this morning. Anybody else here this morning who say, I have a need, I have a certain situation that I'm going through. I need the Lord to be able to touch me. If that's you, I want you to come. I want to pray with you this morning. I want to pray with you. right now.